Shalom to all. Today's office Psachim Dav Nun Beis. We are starting Nun Alpha Amud Beis, the second to last line, the third to last word on the line. Today's office sponsored by Esther Miriam Masada Baschano. Hashem should grant her clarity of mind and Menuchas Hanefesh. Now we've been discussing the importance of keeping to the minig of the place that you currently are in, even though the minig might not be so halachically sound. And we have another example of this. The Gemara says, Amalei of Safli Rabbi Abba, for example, us, we know exactly how to establish the month. We know exactly when the new moon is, meaning we know when Yantif is supposed to fall out. Nun on the top, in the Yishov, meaning in the inhabited and settled areas, we do not do malacha on the second day of Yantif, because we don't want to deviate and create machlekes. But Midbar Mai, what about when we're out in the fields in the middle of nowhere? Are we allowed to do malacha on the second day of Yantif? Because we know that it's really not Yantif. This is what Ravami says, When you're in a settled area, you're not allowed to do malacha. However, when you're in the middle of nowhere, so you're allowed to do malacha. And now a story about this. went to on the second day of Shavuos. That means he came from outside the Tchum and he was over the second day of Yantif. Shamte Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef put him in Cherem for doing so. Amrlei Abai, Abai asked Rav Yosef, Why didn't you give him Malkus? Amrlei, he answered, Adif Avdile, I gave him something which is better, meaning stronger. The Marava in Eretz Yisrael, Mimnu Anagida, the Barbei Rav, they take a vote whether or not they should give Malkus to a Barbei Rav, meaning to a Talmudical scholar that is over in Isser, Mimnu Ashamta, but they do not take a vote whether or not Put him in Khairim because Khairim is much more Khamor. Ikadamri, some say, not the Rav Yosef, the Rav Yosef actually gave him Malkas. Armalay Rabbi, he asked him, Nisham Temar, why didn't you put him in Khairim? The Rav Shmuel, Dharma Chavai, or Rav Shmuel both say, Menadan al Shne Yom Tevim Shagalias. We're going to put someone into Khairim if they do not properly keep both days of Yontif outside Eretz Yisrael. Armalay, so Rav Yosef answered him, Hani Mili Inish Da'amu. That's talking about a regular person. Hachat Surv Merabanunhu. Over here, we're talking about a Talmudical scholar, Tutavalay Avdi. I wanted to do something a little bit better for him, meaning I didn't want to give him the strictest of punishments. Because in Eretz Yisrael, they will take a vote whether or not they're supposed to give a Talmudical scholar Malkus, but they do not take a vote whether or not they should put him into Cherem. Cherem is more Chamer, and I want to do something which is a little bit less Chamer. And now back to the Mishnah, the Sefer of the Mishnah taught us a halacha regarding Shemitah. We learned that once a certain type of produce isn't available anymore for the animals in the field, then there's a Chiv to remove it from your house, that's a Chiv of beer. The Mishnah taught that if one goes from a place where this type has been finished to a place where it hasn't been finished, or vice versa, then he has to keep to the chumras of both places. Now, Rabbi Hud in our Mishnah had said something a little bit strange. We didn't understand what he meant. He said that you should just say, you should also go and bring. And we didn't know what that meant. And now we're going to try to understand what Rabbi Huda was saying. The Gemara asked, well, let's Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda doesn't hold what we said in Mishnah. We have to place upon him the stringencies of both places, where he's coming from and where he's going to, where it seems like Rabbi Huda is being very lenient. What's the Havamin over here? Rabbi Huda was suggesting the following. Let's say Reuven comes from a place where there are still apples. That's just our example. We're going to talk about apples. And now he's in a place that doesn't have apples. He can just tell everyone that in his hometown, there's still apples. And the apples he's currently eating are from there. So these particular apples are kosher. And if you want apples, go to my city and go bring your own. And that's not going to cause machlekes, Rashi says, because now they understand that it's fairly simple to obtain apples if they just go to his place. And that's what Rabbi Huda was trying to say. Say the Havad Chaf Ata, you can just go to my hometown and you can get apples from there. So our question is, Rabbi Huda not holding this concept that we have to keep to the stringencies of both places. Places. So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Huda was talking about something else. And this is really what's going on. Really, we're talking about where this person left a place that there still is this produce, and he went to a place where this produce also still exists. And he heard that this produce now does not exist 
in his area anymore. Chayv Levayar, the Tanakama is saying that he has to get rid of it. But Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, You yourself can go bring and over there, they still have. Meaning in this case, what are we talking about? The people of his city see him eating apples in this new city and they call him out on it because his city already doesn't have apples anymore. So he can just say, I'm not changing from the Minug. You are more than welcome to go buy apples from this city because over here, we still can eat apples. Meaning even though there are no more apples in my original city where I come from and where you come from, nonetheless, in the city that we're currently in, they still have apples, so there's no issue. But now the Gemara asks, Lememar Rabbi Huda Lakula Ka'amar, does that mean that Rabbi Huda is saying something that's more makel than the Tanakhama? From Rabbi Lezer, Le Amar Rabbi Huda El L'chumra. Rabbi Lezer had said that Rabbi Huda is actually going L'chumra. So the Gemara says, okay, you're right. El Epoch, let's switch it around. Meaning, let's still stick to this case that we're talking about, where he came from a place where they still have it, and now he's in a place where they still have it. And the Tanakhama says, Enechayv Levar, that really he does not have to get rid of these apples. Whereas Rabbi Huda Aimer, Rabbi Huda says, that we would tell this person, Person. We would tell Ruvain, why don't you go and try to bring apples from the place where you originally brought them from, meaning from your original place, Vakaluhu. And in that original place where we came from, they don't have apples anymore. So he is actually telling him that you are not allowed to eat your apples even though in this current place they still have apples, in your original place they don't have anymore, therefore you have to get rid of them. Abai Yamar, he says as follows, It's really like what we said originally, and this is what's being said. He left a place where they still have apples, and he took some apples with him, and he brought them to a new place that does not have apples anymore. And then he took these same apples and brought them back to his original place. And his original place still has apples. He does not have to get rid of those apples. That's the Tanakhama. Rabbi Huda he says, We have to tell him, why don't you try to bring apples from the place where you just came from, meaning from that place you had temporarily stopped over in, and they don't have apples over there anymore, meaning you have to get rid of those apples since you passed through that area. But now the Gemara asks, Ravashi, Ravashi asks Abai, Rabbi Huda, according to Rabbi Huda, that according to you, Abai, he has to get rid of these apples, were they absorbed on the back of the donkey? Meaning, he went from place A to place B with his apples. Now that these apples were in place B, were they all of a sudden absorbed into this new place that they're considered like their apples from this new place? And now that he went back to his original place, he has to get rid of them? That doesn't make sense. El Ravashi, he suggests, really, the Tanakam and Rabbi Huda are arguing in the same thing that these Tanakam are arguing about. Then now we have a Mishnah. Someone that pickled three different types of vegetables in the same barrel. Let's say, for argument's sake, he's pickling cucumbers, tomatoes, and peppers in the same barrel. Rabbi Lazar he says, you're allowed to eat based off of the first one, meaning the moment that the first species is not available in the field anymore, let's just say that's cucumbers, the moment that there's no more cucumbers in the field, so then you're not allowed to eat any of the cucumbers, tomatoes, or peppers in this barrel because they were all pickled together, so they're considered like the same thing. Rabbi Yeshua, he says, we can even rely on the last one. Let's say peppers are the last thing that are available in the field, you're still allowed to eat the cucumbers and tomatoes in this barrel because they're all considered like the same thing. So Rabbi Yeshua is very lenient, and that is the Tanakam of Mishnah. Anyone that this min, this type, does not exist in the field anymore, so then you have to take that out of the barrel. So let's say when there's no more cucumbers in the field, so you have to take the cucumbers out of the barrel. When there's no more tomatoes in the field, you got to take the tomatoes out of the barrel, and so on and so forth. And that's Rabbi Huda's opinion in our Mishnah. When Rabbi Huda says, you should go bring for yourself. What does that mean? That means that even though there's no more cucumbers in the field, since there's still tomatoes and peppers, we say, look, you can still go get tomatoes and peppers in the field, so you're still allowed to eat the tomatoes and peppers. However, Rabbi Yehuda is more machmir because he says, 
says that if there's no more cucumbers, you got to get rid of those. Whereas Rabbi Yeshua, who's a Tanakama, he says that even though there's no more cucumbers, since there's tomatoes and peppers, you're still allowed to eat the cucumbers in this barrel. And Vahalacha Kedvar, the halacha is like him, meaning the halacha is like Ramagamliel. Whereas Ravina Amar, he has a different understanding of the Machlekes Tanakam and Rabbi Huda. He says, People are allowed to eat dates in their house based off of the last date that's left in the city called Tsayar. Tsayar was an area that had a lot of date palms. So people are allowed to eat the dates in their house as long as there's dates on the trees in the area of Tsayar. And that's the Tanakam of Rabbi Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, I'm Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, says, Nun on on top. We're allowed to eat dates in our house based off of the fact that there's still dates, which means in between the branches, meaning some dates fell off the branches. However, there's still dates in that area. Those dates the animals still have access to. But we're not allowed to eat the dates in our house based off of the dates that are benashitzen. They're these little thorn-like projections that grow out of the base of the palm tree, and sometimes dates fall over there. So if the only dates that are left are the dates that are benashitzen, you are not allowed to eat the dates in your house, it's considered like there's no more dates in the field. That's because the animals don't really have access to these dates that are among these little thorny things. And that's Rabbi Huda's opinion our Mishnah. Again, Rabbi Huda's more machmer. And now we continue with this halacha of beer. Tanah and Hassan, we have a Mishnah over there. Shalash Haratzis Labir, there are three separate lands or three separate regions within Eretz Yisrael for beer, meaning each one of these regions has their own separate halacha in regards to when you have to get rid of this fruit. Yehuda, ve'ever hayarden, ve'galo. These are the three different regions. And each one of these regions is broken up into three separate mini-regions. But now the Gemara asks, So what relevance does it have that there's three separate regions, Yehuda, ve'ever hayarden, and galo, if each one of these is broken up into their own sub-regions? The Gemara answers, It's actually kula. We're still allowed to eat the produce located in one subsection of the region, even though it doesn't exist in that subsection anymore, because it does exist in another subsection of that region. How do we know this? Ask the Gemara. The Pasuk says, for your animals and the beasts that are out in the field, anytime the chayah, the wild animal, can eat it out in the field, you're allowed to give it to the animal in your house. However, if the animal out in the field does not have access to it anymore, so then you are not allowed to give it to the animal in your house anymore. And we know the animals in Yehuda, they're not going to gain their sustenance off of fruits that are out in the Galo, meaning they're not going to travel such a far distance to try to get food in Galo. And the wild animals in Galil, they're not going to travel all the way to Huda in order to get fruit. However, we do know that the wild animals within each region, they will travel within that region itself, even though it's to the other end of that region. And that's why people within one region, within Yehuda, within Galil, within Avar Yardain, they always are allowed to partake of this fruit as long as it exists somewhere within their region. And more about this Allah of Bir. Tan Rabbanon, Produce that was taken out of Eretz Yisrael and brought to Chutz Laaretz. Mizbarin b'chamakam shehin. It could be disposed of wherever it is. It's the Shemitah year, and we have to dispose of these fruits because there's a chi of beer at this time of year for this particular produce. You're allowed to get rid of it wherever it currently is located. Rav Shem Ben-Alazar, he says, Yachshulim kaiman v'izbaru. It has to be brought back into Eretz Yisrael, and only then can we be mevayar it. Mishim Shenemar says in the Pasuk, Be'artzacha, in your land. And in your land teaches that it has to be in Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara Aswa Pixel, we already used that word Be'artzacha to teach us something else. It previously taught us that the three separate regions are their own unique identities and we don't cross over between the different regions. 
The Gemara answers, Kari Bei Ba'aretz Ba'artzacha. We could really read the word Ba'artzacha as two separate words, Ba'aretz and Ba'artzacha. And we can learn two separate things from it. Inami or, Me'asher Ba'artzacha, from that which is in your land. Rav Safra, Nafik Me'aretz Yisrael Chotzart. Rav Safra went from Me'aretz Yisrael to Chotzart. Hava Ba'adei Garba the Chamer He had a flask of Shemitah wine with him. Lavu Ba'adei Rav Hunabred Rav Eko, Rav Kahano, Rav Hunabred Rav Eko and Rav Kahano, they were accompanying him along the way. Amalahu, so we asked them, Did any of you hear from Abavo? Whether or not the halachas like Rav Shimon Olazar, meaning, do I have to take my flask of Shemitah wine and bring it back into Eretz Yisrael in order to get rid of it? Amalei of Kahana, Rav Kahana told him, Hachiyam Rabavo, halachas like Rav Shimon Olazar. Rabavo said the halachas like Rav Shimon Olazar. Amalei of Huna Braid Raveka, Hachiyam Rabavo. This is what Rabavo said, ain't halachas like Rav Shimon Olazar. The halachas not like Rav Shimon Olazar. Amalei of Safra, Nekait Haklad Rav Huna Biyadecha. Pay attention. Take this teaching from Rav Huna in your hand, meaning you can listen to him. The Daik Vagamar Shmaitz and Mipumi Derabe, because he's very careful and pays attention to all the teachings of his Rebbe, to Rochava de Pompadiso, like Rochava Pompadiso, that was well known that every time his Rebbe taught him something, he made him repeat it again to ensure that he knew the teaching very clearly. Therefore, we should pay attention to what Rav Huna had said, that there's no Chiv to go back into Eretz Yisrael to get rid of the wine. How do we know this was a unique quality of Rochava? Da Amr Rochava, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, he quoted Rabbi Yehuda, Har Habayas, Sitav Kafal Haya, Sitav Lefnimi Sitav, it had two rows of benches. But now, about the story of Rav Safra and the two people accompanying him, Karalei Rav Yasef, he quoted the following Pasuk about Rav Safra, Ami Be'etza Yish'al, my people inquires of its wood, Umakla Yagidlai, and its stick declares on it. Now this Pasuk is really talking about Avayt Zara, but he used this Pasuk to say, Kal Hamekel Loi Magidlai, whoever is more lenient for Rav Safra, so then he speaks about him and decides the halachas like him. The Pasuk said, Makla Yagidlai, his stick declares on him, and he was learning that to say, Hamekel if someone's going to be makel and more lenient for him, so he's going to go with that shita. And now we're going to talk about how to properly treat shmita fruit. Rabbi Lai cuts kafniyasa deshvias. Rabbi Lai cut young unripe dates of shmita. Ask the Gemara, hey, how did he do that? The Torah says that you're allowed to eat Shemitah fruit, but you're not allowed to ruin it, so you're not allowed to cut the tree down. And v'chitim, if you want to suggest, that's only once it's become a fruit. But where it hasn't become a fruit yet, so then it's not usher to cut it down, and over here it hasn't fully ripened. He taught us, these husks that grow around dates of Arla, Asiri, they're still usher, meaning the husk itself is usher. Since it became a guard, for the fruit itself, and Mishnah the Peri Amos Hava. When does it become a guard for the fruit? The Kufri. That's when the dates are still small and unripe. The Kakarilu Peri, and we're still calling these dates like they're actually a Peri, like they're actually a fruit. So we see that even though it's not fully ripe, it's still considered a fruit, and you're not allowed to cut it down when we're talking about Shemitah. So the Gemara answers Rav Nachman Amar Kabiyesi. He says like Kabiyesi did not only have a Mishnah. Kabiyesi Amar he says Smadar young grapes that are of Arla Osir they're Osir Beneshu Peri because they're considered a fruit. So even though they're not fully ripe, they're still considered a fruit, and that's who Rav Nachman is holding like Upligi Rabban Alei. However, the Chum argue with him, and they hold that young grapes are not considered a fruit, and therefore there's no Isra to cut them down on Shemitah. But now Maskeflar Rav Shimon he asks Umi Pligi Rabban Alei Rabbiyesi do the Rabban really argue with Rabbiyesi B'Shar Lanis when we're talking about other trees? Vatanan we have a Mishnah. From when are you not allowed to cut trees down on Shemitah because they have fruit growing on them? They say, all trees are the same thing. When the leaves start coming out or from when the fruit starts growing. They say, when they start growing chains of fruit. When the grape gets the size of a girua. When husk forms around them. And all other fruits. 
from when the fruit starts growing. But Amr of Hassan, Ravasi said, Hu Baiser, Hu Girua, Hu Pulalavan. Baiser and Girua, which was the term we had used to talk about the grapes, and Pulhalavan, a white bean, that's the same thing, it's all the same size. The Gemara asked, Pulhalavan Sakadaitach, do we really think we're talking about white beans? We're not talking about white beans, we're talking about grapes. Alaima Shiure Kapulalavan, the shear of this grape, which is called a Girua, is the same size as Pulalavan as a white bean. And we know that a white bean is larger than Smadar that was spoken about Rabbi Yaisi just previously. Now, Man Shamusle to Amar Baiser in Smadar Alai, who teaches us that Baiser is the stage that it's usher to cut down grapes, but not Smadar, because Smadar is smaller than that. Rabbanan, that's Rabbanan, because this is a new Mishnah, and this Mishnah is like the Rabbanan, not like Rabbi The Ketania, nonetheless, this Mishnah says, Shar Kalilonis Mishetsu, that all other fruits, the Isra of cutting them down already starts from when the fruit starts growing. So we clearly see the Chum hold that all fruits have the same exact stage, they are not allowed to cut them down, Mishetsu, and that means Rabbi Lai should not have been allowed to cut down these dates, even though they were still very young. They were already past the stage of Mishetsu. The Gemara answers, you're right. El Rebbe Lai, what did he cut down on Shemitah? But the Nishani cuts. He cut down Nishani, which are dates from a male date tree that never fully ripen on the tree, and they only ripen once you cut them off and you put them in some sort of kli. So therefore, he wasn't over for cutting down unripe dates because these dates never would have become ripe anyway. We're going to pause here for the day, pick up with more about Shemitah tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.